0: Hey everybody, welcome to another Bald New Television, the officially unofficial podcast for literally all of television. And it feels this way this week, because we're going around the world for coverage. We're going to jolly old England for the last episode of Black Mirror. We're going to Jordan to see...
1: Isn't that a set in America?
0: But, you know, it's it's okay. an English production. So I'm on a roll here. <laughs> and, and you know what? You know, we're
2: trying to poke holes. That's what Jordan, we Jordan,
0: Jin, India, Layla, uh, Ice on Fire, the whole world. Uh, HBO, Netflix, we got we got both both things. Can we do it's, an it's entire television. podcast
2: just with buzzwords? Yes. Layla, Jordan, Netflix, Synergy. HBO, Ice on
0: Fire, <laughs> this Sunday on the NFL. <laughs> I uh, I don't know. I, I don't know. We we could try that. Uh, but first, what we're going to do is talk about Black Mirror. There was one episode that we did not get around to covering last uh, last week. It's called Rachel, Jack, and Ashley 2, T O O, and it notably starred sensation
1: miley cyrus miley
0: cyrus i I just blanked and went to hannah montana uh
2: and jim did so did you see this or no uh no i heard that this was easily the worst of the season which was an okay but not very black mirror season uh and potentially the worst of the series so i didn't even bother
0: i think that it's fair to say it's the least black mirror okay um, in tone like it's yeah, definitely absolutely. about future and you're and... always
1: expecting even if there's a happy ending for someone there's a price paid somewhere that's really dark and that's what you expect from Black Mirror most of the time uh-huh. mm-hmm. And that wasn't this episode at all. Yeah, it's
0: interesting because, like, there's been a lot of stuff in the news about, like, the fact... Like, you know more about this than me, like, Britney Spears' plight with her yes. father who owns her in, like, a legal way. Right. Because... It's a,
1: it, Still, at 37 years old, this woman is under legal guardianship of her lawyer and her father. And she can't control anything. Not her money. Her She can't use a cell phone. She, it, it seems... a. Absurd that this is an illegal, actual thing that's happening. But mm-hmm. you also see that that's a story about a lot of young women: Lindsay Lohan, Amanda Bynes, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of child stars that grow up and have have just this damage that's done to them. Is
2: it Disney? Is that the problem here? Because yeah. <laughs> so many of them come out of the Disney factory. Yeah,
1: I, I think it's all of them. Amanda Bynes was on yeah. Nickelodeon. It's you're uh, not. you okay. just
0: like you. You. We've said this a bit. Like a child stars the fact that any of You're them right, make it it's out because
1: most of them justin timberlake himself also started on the mickey mouse yeah. club
3: mm-hmm.
0: yeah the fact that any of them make it out in any kind of psychological intactness is a miracle because it's just like that much money fame mm-hmm. attention oh, yeah. ju- with your brain and your emotional awareness developing it's it's got if be, you have
2: anything less than stellar parents right, in that scenario <laughs> right and the fact right. that like it's
0: almost like i'm not saying that all i don't i don't know but i've always wondered about like the parents of these children that like you know this going in and yet you push your children to it to it anyway right you have
1: to you have to know what would happen right first of all you are just materially benefiting from your child until Uh that child becomes an adult right uh so there's that (laughs) in some cases
2: until they're older than 37 at least. Yeah,
0: yeah exactly. There's, there's perverse incentives to to put it mildly in these relationships and Right. Uh, and it
1: seems like Miley Cyrus is one of those people who didn't I mean, I wouldn't say that her messing around with uh different genres of music and doing drugs and things like that. I think those are relatively normal like 20-year-old experiences. She just had to live it in front of the entire world. Right. So yeah. it felt like maybe this episode was her own kind of like therapy.
0: Or like commenting on how it feels to not have ownership of your own look and your your and the words coming out of your mouth and to have to be on all the time and
1: right because uh, in this and, and in this episode she is playing under eighteen.
0: I don't know how she feels about her dad because there, the, the, if, if that's true, then there's also a lot of pointed commentary about your blood relatives taking advantage of you under the guise of being your mentor. Too. Right.
1: I've been following Miley Cyrus for a while. I've never been a fan of just her music just because I wasn't a fan. I would never watch the Disney Channel. She, uh, I remember there was this big blow-up when she did a, a spread for Vanity Fair and Annie Leibovitz took uh-huh. the photographs. Her father was there and present, but Miley Cyrus was nude. Uh-huh. Um, she was like covered by a towel of course she's not naked and 16 maybe in front of all of these people but that was a huge deal yeah. an issue
0: it was weird and it
1: seems like she's mostly had a supportive family mm. she worked out all of these uh, cr- yeah, this crazy I, phase right. and then she became this huge advocate vocal advocate for women and lgbt rights years ago um i i really have become a miley cyrus fan without actually being a miley cyrus music fan
2: not a fan of her work
1: right but her uh, work but her, her other work <laughs> yeah
2: yeah right, sure right it's like seeing what's that joke about
0: seeing uh seeing pizza on the chinese buffet it's like i see you over there doing your thing and i respect it but i'm I, I just it's, it's just, just not for just, me it's just not for me <laughs> <laughs>
1: hmm. exactly but her
2: other
0: pizza yeah yeah it's real yeah. good yeah um i so i yeah i mean it the thing is, is it didn't feel like black Mirror because it's very slapsticky you know, because uh, the right. whole the whole conceit is her aunt to get ultimate control over her, puts her in a medical coma and then attaches this dream device to her. That's allegedly her writing her music in her coma. And it's a tragic story. Right, right, right. Yeah. They're building this holographic system that can replicate her. And she's just going to waste. And after they get like a couple albums from her, they're going to pull her plug and it'll make her sales go even that much higher. Yeah. But the fatal flaw is they've released this line of uh, robot companions that they sell to lonely young girls who replicate their personality and it's kind of like one of those Google at home devices where you can talk to it and it'll answer and except
1: it's got like her consciousness and personality it actually has uploaded her entire, into all of them to make yeah. her more realistic but but so,
0: it's but it's a cost as a cost-cutting measure they've crippled it by just like you know locking out her higher cognitive uh, functions and there's a an event that unlocks that for one of these toys. Right. And it becomes... so there's this
1: parallel story running of these two girls who are about the same age. They uh-huh. might be twins. The sisters. Uh sharing the same room and you can see that they're dealing with the death of their mother and that their father isn't really present, doesn't know how to do this by himself. So the girls separately in their own, you know, polar opposite ways find comfort within this Ashley 2 doll one by like rebelling against it and uh Then Miley Cyrus is well we're just spoilers for the whole thing. No, I'll just
0: say the setup then becomes there's a madcap adventure with the robot and the two girls. Right. She gets locked in the music
1: machine and Yeah.
0: And that's the thing, it's like then it feels like a madcap caper. But it's got Mm -hmm. all it's like all of the Black Mirror Mm -hmm. elements except for it's about pop music and it's funny. It's, like, very tongue-in-cheek. And right. It's about,
1: it's, about, it's about a bunch of young women learning how to be confident in themselves in different ways. And then it has
0: a happy ending. Yeah. Where everybody gets what they want, mm-hmm. which is also very un-Black Mirror. So, I, can, I don't... But it, the worst? I don't know.
1: I mean, it wasn't, like, poorly acted or anything. It was just... It was just... It was cute. and yeah. Which, I guess, that's not what you come to Black Mirror for.
0: And it's an unconventional mm-hmm. season of Black Mirror, so I think people were poised to... yeah you know the the one that's the oddest duck to pick peck it apart
1: <laughs> the thing that i think you'll find most interesting jim is that nine inch nails let them use the song uh head like a hole so what they did was in the beginning while she was a pop star they rewrote the lyrics so it's all this poppy positivity. Huh. I've got ambition okay. and verve. I'm gonna get what I deserve. Mm-hmm. And then when she becomes her actual self at the <laughs> end, it's on
2: a new. Yeah, she meaning. wants to be
1: a rock star. She's in a corner bar and she's singing the actual head like a whole song. Huh. Yeah,
2: okay, it's kind of neat. Uh, yeah,
1: I thought. Surprised I'd, that. Tr- yeah,
2: I, was,
0: I thought that Resner and Nine Inch Nails was more protective of their work than that. Like, uh, I the, but they I could also see World him being really and... the Black Mirror too.
2: Yeah yeah i could see that
0: and he also let uh johnny cash cover Mm -hmm, hurt Hurt. so maybe he does like seeing that kind of genre bending and and i could also see him being an unironic huge fan of uh what charlie's doing with with black mirror right but
1: i i loved it because i think you guys asked this or posed this question before maybe multiple times but you have this pop star you're gonna write a fully actualized brand new pop song that everyone believes is great or just work with something that's already out there. Well, it's also it. like yeah. the
0: Tupac hologram. Like, Jesus Christ. Like, what, or like the Grand Moff Tarkin or Princess Leia. Like, where does the line between a corporation jack and your persona for its own furtherance? Like, and where does like, you know, well, this guy died and what he recorded, he recorded and what he did as a concert. He did and like, let's leave him in the grave. Right. There's a lot of those... honestly yeah the more i think about it, the more this does wrestle with a lot of interesting issues right no one cared because miley cyrus
1: the concept of like who you can trust when you're that high up like her aunt and her manager was actively screwing her yeah and she had one of those on-call doctors that was only for her and over medicating her with who knows what yeah
0: Mm -hmm. keeping her uh you know
1: yeah people that her supposed to be her most trusted advisors just taking advantage of a young woman yeah Hmm. It's got to be the experience of a lot of people out there in entertainment.
0: Yeah. Honestly, if it had. If they had just gone and, like, maybe Miley dies, you know, uh, Ashley, uh, Ashley, there is no happy ending. I wonder if people. Like if there was that cost or, you know, that kind of like oh, at the end that you're kind of associate Black Mirror with, if people yeah. would have liked it more. Because, yeah, the more I think about it, it was like this was a very a lot of serious subjects taken with a lot of like tongue in cheek and camp and, you know,
1: humor. was one. of Yeah, it was a funny episode as well. Right. Uh They crash. Apparently you can just drive directly into Madison Square Garden from the road she knew yeah. that because she's performed there before yeah the robot
0: was telling her telling the kids all the secret backdoor superstar passages into it oh yeah
1: yeah it was fun <laughs>
0: hmm. hey before we get to the next topic i want to talk about stuff going around and on and near and under bald move uh we just saw a bald movie last night men in black international uh yeah okay Yeah, it's okay, you know, it's, it's, okay. A, it's a fun early summer movie but uh, pretty forgettable next week we've got toy story 4 Called insanely high stakes for a franchise that was perfect. Uh, yeah. We'll have a full review of that out uh, next Thursday. We also released our QA, f- our fifty million downloads QA extravaganza celebration, where we had over four hours. No, three no, three over hours. three hours. You don't have to oversell less it. Less hours than I advertised. <laughs> But still impressive. Three hours of us taking mm-hmm. s- crazy, silly, and serious questions uh, about ourselves and our past and Bald Move's future from you, the listener. Uh, you can check it out in this year Bald Move TV feed. Uh, just came out this week. Should be easy to find. Uh, also, uh, Bald Move is happy to support Pride Month. Uh, you can actually get a rainbow version of Bald Move's logo at merch.baldmove.com, and all proceeds uh, go to benefit the Trevor Project. Uh, which uh, aims to reverse the uh, suicide rate amongst uh, young LGBT teens. That's kind of a crisis in our country and around the world. Uh, so 100% of the proceeds from that. I think I'm, gonna be, I'm wearing one right now. It's a snazzy little tri-blend. I think I'm going to r- look really good at Fest next weekend. Um, so if you, you want to check that out, it's uh, merch.baldmove.com. Uh, all right, let's move on to what uh, the series Jin, which is a I think a six part series um, that was shot in Jordan and is based on the Islamic co- concept of jinn, which is an order of spirit beings that are below the angels and unlike angels, they can be both good and evil and they have various powers. they can uh, possess people, they can shapeshift uh, and this introduces this cast of likable teenagers. Uh, doing likable teenager stuff and some despicable teenager stuff, and at the very towards the very end of the episode, the gin is kind of revealed, i think, or maybe it 's a herald of the gin i'm i 'm not sure mm-hmm. uh, but there's they 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 really slow boil the supernatural stuff. What did everybody think of gin
1: i watched i was able to watch two episodes
2: oh okay, I only got one
1: the first episode i was i was into it. I'm not a big fan of like high schooly teenager stuff. Yeah. but it had enough supernatural that I was and some a little bit of like gore to it more than I was expecting.
0: Yeah, that's it's it's I would compare it to Buffy the Vampire Slayer only Islamic, but the language, the like like someone gets pissed on mm-hmm. uh and the the kind of like the gruesomeness and gore was more much like HBO than CW.
1: Yeah, yeah. Wasn't expecting to see that guy fall off that cliff, right? Um, it does delve into that in the second episode. However, it's it becomes like a. It becomes like a let's sneak this genie into high school and he'll pretend to be one of the fellow kids oh, type no. of thing. Yeah, there's more than one Jin. There's three that I've counted so far. I
2: assume there were at least two. There'd be a good uh, one and a bad one. Yeah, I, I was guessing that the the nerdy guys out of nowhere senior girlfriend mentor i don't know what the fuck she is i'm assuming she's, she's a, a gym? gym. yes too. yeah
1: yeah yes I was, it, that felt obvious as soon as she showed up yeah
2: uh-huh.
1: Uh-huh. uh yeah and that one kid was possessed which made him kill himself i okay. think yep. uh it possesses yet another kid is this in the first or second episode mm. it's
2: gotta be the second nice here? okay yeah
1: uh, one of the kids goes up in front of a school assembly and uh, slits his own throat.
2: Oh, no. That's the first one. Yep. Okay. Yeah.
1: So, yeah. That kid. Um, yeah. There's three. And you don't know really who to trust because it seems like all Jin are bad. <laughs> Even the good ones are trying to tell you that they're good. But when they mm. see something bad happening to you and they're protecting you, they hurt other people. Mm. Um, but it just seems.
0: They're anti antiheroes.
1: Right and there's like some Will They Won't They kind of like high school it, it's just I don't think it's something that I'm going to finish it wasn't nearly as supernatural as I wanted it to be I think it's
0: interesting though to see like you know Buffy is a uniquely Anglo-Saxon Christian thing uniquely like, American
2: I think it, it yeah. has
0: to it had like very rooted that, that that culture and this felt exactly like that and there's a bunch of like I don't know what things are considered hardcore in American culture that the rest of the world probably are insane level of violence I've mm-hmm. heard that from a couple people like you know if they if they find out that I'm an American I'm in a uh, and I'm, I'm talking to them. they're like is it like this or that and it's like no not not really and, and then you, you, you pull, out pull out your gun and you say no safety's on come on right yeah I mean <laughs> it's just it's a it's a small arms this isn't uh, I I it's interesting because like I thought when the kid fell in the pit and the dude like pissed on him like it's interesting because I I didn't know whether, because like on Buffy, for example, or any kind of show about like these high school, the bullying is often very almost whitewashed. It seems like it's more horseplay and hijinks. They very rarely show like how fucking dehumanizing bullying is, you know, Mm -hmm. like it's Mm -hmm. also like a guy like, you know, uh, slapping um, McFly in the head. And he's kind of like hassled, but he's not really torn up about it um whereas like this kid get thrown in a pit and pissed on and the other kids laughing at him and the the other guy's like just like come on let's go all right you've pissed on him come on come on get your pit, dick put it back a bit. come on let's go come on and it's i'm like is that actually did they mean it to be that hardcore or is like pit pissing the equivalent of slapping you on the forehead and going to fly in jordan
1: i mean yeah uh-huh. that guy just seems like a super asshole
0: right and right that was the point but so am, yeah. I, am i supposed to understand that this kid is like teenage dick bag extreme or is he just kind of like a run-of-the-mill b- bully because i think that's, like, that's like a heinous act but i'm not sure if it's a culture like culturally no no, no
1: i i think those okay. kinds of extreme bullies exist in america
0: no yeah all right oh, yeah but i'm I saying mean, I know, portraying I know them as such some. on um, a television show would be like this isn't your average bully this guy's like a fucking psychopath.
1: Yeah, I think you need the motivation for that kid to be as angry as he is. Mm. Who got bit by the scorpion, which I assume is how the djinn got into him. Not mm. bit, stung.
2: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the gin was in the piss.
0: I
1: mean, but he could have. <laughs> <in the>
3: <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> I mean, yeah, he could have died down there. If that. If the other genie hadn't showed up to save him, uh-huh. right? That's, that's Scorpion bites or er, stings could be fatal. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. and just falling in a pit and dying of exposure can be can be
2: fatal. Yeah, so. a cold night in the desert could kill you. Right. <laughs> you
0: know? Yeah. That, but I was like wonder how much of this is just like yo, know, extreme for extreme sake or how much of it is like a cultural thing and how much of it is just uh no this kid is actually fucking Shaitan. Sh- sh- um so yeah, I, I think they I, just
1: needed to justify him dying. Yeah. later to make you not feel bad about his death.
0: Um, yeah, oh, it maybe. Yeah, I mean, I didn't feel bad about him dying. <laughs> that's true. That's true. You left. You you pissed on a, a kid and left him for dead. Yeah, mm-hmm. you're a pretty big piece of shit. Uh, yeah, I don't have any plans because even even allowing for the fact it's YA it's also a little bit more almost power Rangers in the production level and like acting talent and costuming it's like in between kind of like a Buffy quality and that and it is very YA and I I don't have a lot of interest although this next one Layla which is Mm -hmm. this like Indian dystopia uh, I found really fascinating and wanting to explore the world a lot more I don't even know how to describe this because I feel like I'm still halfway through the setup.
1: Yeah, it's a futuristic dystopian set it's like 50 in twenty years in the future set in twenty forty seven. Okay, where it's it's got the Handmaid's Tale kind of we're going backwards and women are being um,
0: subjugated. Women and specifically,
1: but I think it's mostly like a religious type of segregation that yeah. they're trying to keep cast. A, yeah, a caste it didn't system. Seem
2: sexual like handmaid's tale it was more about like control of these people through religious means Mm -hmm. right
1: exactly and keeping bloodlines pure Um, yeah yeah right there's a lot of like interesting technology though it's it it's grounded enough in what you know current day surroundings and things look like that you could see this being a near future Mm -hmm. and i think that was their implication Mm -hmm.
2: i want to know what happened because it seems like it's a hellscape they 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 talk about water and clean air being you know scarce um and right. extremely valuable is it just you know we continue down the path we're on right and 30 years from now this is what it looks like Overpopulation or and climate, did something yeah. else happen i don't know because it is very sci-fi too right they have like holographic yeah. but solid chambers that they can spawn in any yeah. location and uh it, it seems like there was some sci-fi element there, or maybe just well, future but, tech. But,
0: but when you get outside the city proper, it's almost not quite Mad Max. Maybe the first yeah, yeah, mad, yeah. mad Max, like you uh-huh. know, not, not the road warrior. Well, everybody the, has
2: motorcycles and cars and stuff. But, but it's, it's
0: still like you could see some vestiges of society. Yeah. But there's people with, like ga- fucking gas masks, and the air looks like it's goddamn poison, and it's just a, a barren wasteland. I, 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 it feels right. like maybe there was.
1: You hear that there's war, labor camps. Or, yeah,
0: yeah. But um... Yeah,
2: and, and they mention a couple of factions, right? The, look, I'm all for eliminating douches in society, but... Uh-huh. Uh, Did you it watch seems the, like the subtitles to- on? No, so I watched half of Jin with subtitles, and I was like, I'm just reading subtitles here. I'm not seeing any of the action, so mm. I turned on the English dub uh, for that and then also for... Layla. Same. Okay, uh,
1: the spelling of the word douche makes different. me think it means something different than douche. It, it, it absolutely is. does. It it's is. a but sect I of out their
2: what? society. It's like I think it's fictional, though. I, I tried. Yeah, uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. okay, okay. okay.
1: Uh, I think
2: it's good. a it's a part of the world that they're creating. It's it's uh, like Hutus and Tutsis, right? It's like <laughs> these these two factions that have been at war, and the douches have been eliminated, <laughs> right. uh, or all but eliminated, and being called a douche is like one of the worst offenses mm-hmm. because now the uh, uh aryadva or so- something like that i can't remember Arastroka. the word uh th- they're kind of like the dominant power now in in their society yeah um it's interesting cuz like you, you,
0: it does seem like it is uh, a, a a culture that's segmented more on like race like caste and culture and like so- yeah. social status lines than gender but for whatever reason it does this first episode, anyway, focuses on kind of, like, the plight of women and this mm-hmm. um, very Orwellian-sounding women's welfare center, which is just a re-education camp. Um, and there's a lot of wild, like, like the, the pissing on the youth. Like, the equivalent of this is, like, where the woman was forced to marry a dog. Yeah. I'm like... I mean, I've seen some fucked up shit in Handmaid's Tale, but like that, like that whole, like the ritual humiliation they put these women through, like, mm-hmm. um, I, I feel like there's more to that because, like, you have all these men that they're eating and they're washing their hands and they make the women roll around into garbage to recognize how, like, they're dirt and they're, they're waste, but something maybe can grow from that. Mm-hmm. And
1: now there's a purity test that they can pass. Oh, Christ. Yeah. Once they, um, once they can prove that they've forgotten, because I think most of these people have had children with someone with a uh, different religious Yeah, they, uh, they, background. they're,
0: they're mixed, mixed blood or something. Right.
1: So if they can stop acknowledging their previous husbands and children, then they can become pure. Uh-huh. And I don't know what that means or where they go. Well, that's... Probably still to the labor camp, just even more broken people.
0: Yeah, I don't want to Mm -hmm. spoil it, but, like, how that worked out, like, I was trying to think of, like, okay, this is going to be fucked up, whatever it is,
2: and the way it...
0: I
1: think we're in spoilers territory, right? uh, I
2: can go for spoilers on the first episode of a
0: Okay, well, then, like, so, like, when the the purification test was just simply almost like a Milgram experiment, only for real, Mm -hmm. like, okay, you've passed, now all you got to do is kill these other two women of your same cast that you probably, I think, even know... And you're, pu- you're you prove you're pure because these are undesirable and they need to be eliminated. Mm-hmm. And the woman who refused to do it gets cast out and sent to a labor camp. And I knew that these women were going to die. Mm-hmm. And I but I figured the guy would just push the button to show just how futile like your resistance was. But they brought in another woman and I'm like, oh, fucking, this is the woman is like she's more ho to do yeah. whatever she's with to get out of this fucking place. And she did it. And then you, you threw out – it's like a background scene or, or background details that she's not allowed to leave because she can only leave if her husband or brother picks her up. Father her, or brother. Her, fa- her father's dead. Her brother doesn't want her to inherit her. Just, uh, he's like, keep her at the fucking re-education camp. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So she did that like – they found a way to even shock me for how brutal and emotionally <laughs> devastating that's going to be. Because now right. you've got this character who did something despicable and didn't even get liberation for it. Right. Uh um
1: and along those lines of despicable fathers and brothers her brother gives her a phone call before those people come in and attack them in the pool killing her husband and mm-hmm, taking her away mm-hmm. her brother definitely sold her out right i why would he call and say just want to make sure you're home
0: yeah, no, there's some, yeah, 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 there's some, but I, yeah. I'm not sure how much that that was just set up and how much is that is going to like be, I guess I'll be relevant. It's I and he brother. could be yeah. trying to get
2: into the ranks, you know, yeah. like, okay, well, that's I, his can either, I can either live out in this shitty world fighting, literally fighting for water, yeah. or I can go in where they, you know, will. At least give me the basic needs. No,
0: it does seem like that's big. Like authoritarianism is all about big on like self-reporting culture, like rewarding yeah. that, and yeah, then like also sure. once you do it, then they've got you because you've mm-hmm. already compromised your ideals and integrity, and you'll do it again. Yeah. Um, did you guys think at the end? Because there's a um, so when she's being signed or re- reassigned her education to re- her to labor camp, and the bus comes to pick her up, this one guy gives her like this pacifier. Mm-hmm. Was he being compassionate or cruel to her? Because
2: I f- I thought compassionate.
3: Because I, I felt like
0: yeah, but maybe also he's being cruel. Because I don't know. I, I there's I got a weird energy, and then like it, it did have a weird energy. I'll I'll agree. What did he mean by "you're a level five? I category five. Yeah. category five. The category five because mm-hmm. like she got elevated, and I thought that the mistake they made is they put her back in her clothes, which was a higher status person or something, and she was going to be able to like get off that bus because the guy who was transporting her didn't know that she was a criminal instead of a whatever. But then the bus got flipped over anyway and it doesn't seem like it's gonna matter. But I wondered like what is that did you guys know did I miss something in the category five or that's just a world building element that I don't
1: Yeah, no, I think they're just saying that there's subsets of Even amongst types the of like people?
0: condemned criminals that right. like you still can't don't sit in the fucking untouchable seat. I I don't know.
1: Right, exactly. Some... Maybe category five is kind of the worst right because of her failing the purity test i'm not sure i didn't see an explanation of that
2: i assume they're setting something up for later well plus i also read
0: an article from an indian woman who who uh obviously writes in english because i couldn't wouldn't understand her otherwise but she was saying that like there's a lot of like right on commentary about the current political situation going on Hmm. in india so like honestly i don't I don't really know no, politically I, what's going on in India. I've had I, I my... can't
2: keep my arms around what's going on here. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Forget, forget Brexit. Forget what's going on in India. Like right. I got my hands full. Yeah. So I,
0: um, I, I think that's, there's, there's probably a lot of stuff that, um, we might assume as, like, fictional world-building elements, but they're actually, like, if you were from India, you're like, oh, that's referring to this political hot-button issue. So I yeah. kind of think it's, it's kind of neat. Um, I mean, and- that's what
2: Netflix is going for, right? They're trying to become more <laughs> multicultural and yeah. appeal to broader audiences, and
3: mm-hmm.
2: I think they're doing a good job. I mean, they, I can't recall having seen any anything coming out of the middle east that i sat down and said hey i want to watch that mm-hmm. because it, i just haven't been exposed to it yeah and, and I, netflix is changing that mm-hmm. so they are but cool. they also
0: are not surfacing this content like i i had to go looking for but both they don't of these
2: surface the, yeah that's th- true th- anything man like i would did think, you know that jessica jones premiered today how the i fuck heard it was going to but i didn't know it was today how
0: the fuck did we miss <laughs> right. like we are making it our jobs to stay on top of this shit how the hell <laughs> what Come on, Netflix.
2: They didn't have it on their own damn website. Also, the day that I sat
0: out to watch The Punisher when it premiered, couldn't find it anywhere. Jessica Jones just was there to greet me when I got up this morning. Hey, how you been? Saw you didn't see episode. You didn't even watch season two,
2: but you're probably (laughs) back
0: for season three, right? Whereas The Punisher, I'd watched everything. What Punisher? Their
2: surfacing of content is bad, but their production of content is actually pretty good in that respect. Yeah. Yeah, so.
1: Yeah. They're like, Jessica Jones, you've seen enough. Layla, it's her time. But this also Maybe. the other thing
0: is like this film
1: Finding Layla.
0: The the production quality of this show is really, really high too. Like <laughs> Jin is is kind of like mid mid tier. This is right up there with like the kingdom or any of the best I've seen from uh you know American uh, mm-hmm. f- film and television production studios that looks great.
2: I think yeah. it helps that the scale is so small in this episode that's true because you're really in like a single building mm-hmm. you're in like two buildings the the swimming pool area of somebody's house mm-hmm. and then this compound. I wonder how much time they'll spend in the wasteland. Yeah, seen,
0: that's I I'm, have like, seen episodes episode two
1: already, and it uh, does a lot of filling are, in those gaps. You're just you're watching not ahead of
2: everybody. Here. Allowed to make us look bad. Yeah. I thought I thought we were doing much two much episodes of everything. <laughs> uh, oh well, your mistake. We only one. It was one also two. I
1: couldn't I couldn't stop watching it. It's oh. it's really good. Six no, I episodes, did, I think... so maybe if we can all watch it the rest of them before next Friday, if we want to catch up.
2: Yeah, well, I mean, we'll see Monday how much extra shit we have to watch, but yeah, right. it's possible.
0: Uh, yeah, I, I think it's something that I am interested in finishing because I've seen a lot of dystopias. I haven't seen one that looks like this, mm-hmm. and um, it looks pretty cool. Okay, before we move on, I want to talk about the club, club.baldmove.com. Uh, as you're probably aware, we did a 50 million QA celebration Uh, and released it in this feed and it was a lot of fun and we've gotten some good feedback on it and just wanted to let you know that it's essentially lunch with Jim and Aaron. That's the format. We talk about a little bit of stuff maybe up front, but it's mostly Q and a and us trying to be, you know, funny and charming and, and clever with our fans. Uh, and it's all there. There's like 200 some episodes available at club.baldmove.com. There's a new one out every Friday, as you would imagine. Lunch with Jim and Aaron. Oh, there's nothing Lunch with Jim and Aaron Fridays. Lunch with Jim and Aaron that occurs on Fridays that you wouldn't probably expect from the title of it. <laughs> but it does come out on Fridays, and it's Lunch with Jim and Aaron, and the format is accurate. And you can get over 200 of them at club.baldmove.com by signing up. You can preview one for free. In addition to the celebration, the five, fifty million celebration one, uh, and that's that's how we're able to release fifty million podcasts in the first place. The, your guys' generous support. Uh, if you'd like to join the legion of people that are club proud, proud club bald movers, there's a few shameful ones too. I know there's some shame memberships <laughs> oh, yeah. out there, uh, but we're happy to have the pride. We're happy to have the shame. Send it to club.baldmove.com where you can sign up for a free thirty day trial. That's right. Get a bunch of free stuff. Start a free trial at club.baldmove.com.
2: Here's what's new in premium content for our club members. This Tuesday, we're back off the clock with a new premium podcast covering our experiences with the new Amazon series Fallout, Alex Garland's Civil War, as well as some thoughts on X Men 97.
0: Then on Friday, The Old Reliable, lunch with Jim and Aaron. Join us in the Munch Crowd to watch us record live at 1 p.m. Eastern or check out the podcast later that day.
2: If you want more Bald Move in your life, head over to support.baldmove.com to find out how you can get tons of bonus audio and video content, plus ad-free feeds. You've been listening to quite a few Bald Move podcasts now, but you're not in the club? Hoo boy, you are missing out not only are all of our premium club podcast feeds completely ad free but we have lots of other great content exclusively for people in the club there's a
0: weekly lunch with jim and aaron where we chat with fans about anything and everything from tv and films
2: food fun life advice and more but there's also off the clock our premium podcast where we talk about all the shows we don't have time for on our public feeds plus you get access to our full spoiler filled first run movie reviews of our newly released films
0: Moving on to the final thing that we have to talk about, which is Leonardo DiCaprio's follow-up uh, to a documentary he did a couple years back, um, also on global warming. This is Ice and Fire. Uh, a new ice doc- on Fire. Sorry, so Ice, on, ice fire, on Fire. The Song of so Ice <laughs> on Fire. This I know is, it's on
2: HBO, but come on.
0: This is a, uh, another documentary talking about uh, the effects of global warming, global climate change, um, gl- climate disruption. Mm-hmm. Which is the the word they rolled out here it's a good term um I, I so I feel like one thing I did, and I don't know if we want to talk about it now or later on, uh because like t- more and more I feel like that when we do these things uh you know there's certain percentage of the audience that already is kind of on board, and there's a certain percentage of the audience that is not, and it's like increasing I feel like why are we even doing this if if it doesn't move the needle? And I thought that like what i what I wanted to do is i I went out and got a like a well respected or seemingly well respected conservative source, and I wanted to like talk about some of the points that they were raising an issue with this um but I don't know if we want to do that now or towards the end yeah, or say now, okay, because otherwise like just our general opinion on the documentary looked great.
2: Yeah, yeah, it
1: was great. Uh, it, it was really, right it's really accessible for me personally. Who you know, I have an idea of what's going on, mm-hmm. but it really laid out some facts in a non pandery way.
0: It was like more hopeful than I was expecting, and mm-hmm. that like, hey, there's actually some solutions, and maybe the profit motive has finally swung to where those will get some traction. Um, there's only
1: one dead animal.
0: Uh, so I I, I I I looked up on the Federalist, and I the Federalist aim from their website is to lean to the political right with small C conservatism equipped with a populist respect for middle-class reader outside of New York and Washington an abiding love for America at a time when snark and cynicism were considered smart substitutes or substitutes for smart analysis. Uh, This was written by Josh Lawson and it's called Leonardo DiCaprio's ice on fire documentary is a climate alarmist dream. Um, So there, one thing that I want to talk about is what do we think about because he, Josh here took uh, Leo to task for changing global warming to climate change to now climate disruption. And he characterizes that as kind of like a weaselly retreat from the truth. Like, well, it turns out the planet's not getting hot everywhere, so it can't be global warming. It's got to be global climate change. And it turns out the, tr- the climate isn't changing faster than you want it to be, so it's climate disruption because that could mean it. I think yeah, there's I... actually a little bit of measure. I think that, that this is a tactical error that climate change proponents have made like they should have stuck to global warming well I
2: yeah I mean it's fought. definitely a reaction to the way that those terms have been spun and portrayed um, in in the discussion the discourse yeah uh,
1: right because I've heard more than one person on an unseasonably cool day in August say where is right. your global warming now
2: right. right. But or we should when have taken really those. Cold in the winter.
0: We should have taken those opportunities to engage on that, rather than like, okay, well, you're right. It's actually climate change. But that
2: requires a nuanced, dedicated discussion. And our a lot of our problem here is that the outlets that we're getting our information from, such as like Twitter, mm-hmm. don't allow for that expansion on context. Right.
0: I think you're right, but you're we're still just metaphorically kicking. Like we're essentially saying, well, like there is nuance here. So instead of be, bringing in the nuance we're going to give it a facelift which makes it seem like we're retreating from the truth or we're equivocating
2: i would call it adjusting to the realities of the conversation it doesn't <laughs> seem like it's work though is
0: what i'm saying is what like from an outside yeah. perspective if you're okay. skeptical of climate global warming and you lived in the 70s where scientists were like, you know, there was some evidence that we might be entering into uh, an ice age. And now we had global warming. Now we got climate change and climate disruption. Oh, we get a tornado and the climate got disrupted. What the fuck? I feel like that we should maybe that's a valid criticism. We should have stood our ground and been like, you know what? Mm. This is average temperature of the globe. It is increasing. The ice is melting. The seas are rising. They're getting more acidic. The uh bread baskets are going to turn to debt. like
3: you
0: just be you, we have to have these conversations anyway so don't fucking make it seem like it was a rhetorical retreat when you ch- keep changing your thing and i was kind of dismayed even before i read josh's article here on the federalist i was kind of dismayed to hear like all this climate disruption because it, it hit my ear as was like fuck we, are, hmm. we climate change is not good enough anymore we got to talk about in terms of climate disruption like what the fuck anyway so you gotta you gotta you might, you might have a point there josh I want to give it to you uh he continues one of the opening paragraphs reads it's hard to dispute evidence that human beings have released a lot of co2 in the atmosphere during the past 250 years that this has affected the planet is also a safe bet where there is still debate and whether dicaprio and his supporters want to recognize it or not is over how much is attributable to mankind and what will the planetary impact be if we stay on this course
2: did the person writing this article watch the documentary (laughs) because i came away from it actually one of the most um the the most enlightening things to me was just how accurately we can measure humans contributions yeah like there's this whole 10 minute chunk of the documentary that deals with like c c14 carbons Mm -hmm. uh versus carbons without this c14 molecule Mm -hmm. in them um or without that 14 part yeah uh and how you can tell like those are carbons that we've dug out of the ground and burned we can we can astonishingly accurately measure those mm-hmm. so i i don't understand how you could you could say that we're unable to know how much of this is human contribution we can see it in the air
0: mm-hmm. well the thing is like i used to i used to be like i i used to be the type of person that small c conservatism appealed to uh, and I used to try to be what I considered a rational conservative. And I passed I used to be what I would call a climate denier. And it got to the point in about the late 90s, early 2000s, where, you know, the consensus was and like it's, it's since then become like 97 percent of the world's climatologists say that it's, it's not just that they say that the, wor- the, the earth is getting warmer, which I feel like Josh here, uh, Josh Lawson is admitting to. Like it's yeah, yeah, of course. And there is carbon. But he's still trying to make it seem like that there's not broad consensus. But this ninety seven percent of climatologists <laughs> includes that the the earth is getting warmer and it's caused by human emissions. Yeah. There human is activity. not any any dispute, serious dispute in scientific circles that those things are true. And yet Josh even be that, that was true before this documentary came out, but as you pointed out, we have more and more ways to determine that this is true. I was uh, at a wedding reception, three years ago, randomly, and struck up a conversation with uh, a woman who was uh, doing post doctorate research uh, as a climate paleo- uh, a paleoclimatologist <laughs> and Her job was going to find these volcanic rocks that capture little bubbles of the atmosphere as they 're performed, and you can actually slice them open and run them through a spectrograph and given that you know the age of the rock, you can tell the the atmospheric composition of the earth at any given time that you want. And like you said, this C-14, this stuff, like we have, it's not, I feel like people feel feel like these are just like this, this ice cap shit. Like, Oh, we got one number and maybe it's scary. Who knows? Like dozens and dozens of independent verifications of the earth's ancient climate versus modern climate. And when this, when this temperature started war have come in. And again, it's 97% of the world's scientists. Like, If you went to Uh 97% of the world's doctors and they said you've got a form of cancer that's caused by alcohol, and the health effects may may, uh, go from like moderate to catastrophic, Uh and you got to stop drinking today if you got any, if you're going to have any hope to uh, avoid that, do you think it's not serious? Do you do you take the three percent of the doctors that say you know what, it's not a problem or it's not as big as uh, who? Who or, believes that number over to ninety seven percent? I
1: mean, here is the thing you got to ask yourself: maybe those three percent are right, but what's the harm in trying? Yeah, to Pascal's wager: not drink for a while. Maybe <laughs> but, we. Well, maybe... I
2: mean, in that scenario, yeah, but th- there is a lot of cost involved. I mean, there there is a lot of cost and a lot of, uh, you know, uh, to to quote the documentary, reorganization of human activities right. that will have to happen. So th- there is a big price to pay to to fix this. I think we're too far along. In this process to not pay the price
0: Well they also but, the, the other aspect of this guy's statement is but, but the is, risk is still there if you yeah, don't Yeah well that's so. Okay here's the risk because the, the other thing that Josh said in that Is like how much is attributed to mankind And what is the planetary impact if we stay on this course He's right we don't know exactly When Certain milestones were hit we don't know What the final tipping points will be We do know that we're in one of the largest extinctions Ever right now um mm-hmm. and it's it's we're the cause of it we do know that carbon is like super unnaturally high and we're the cause of it we know that the temperature global t- climate temperature is already cr- uh uh risen by 2 degrees celsius and as i thought one of the dramatic things in this documentary is just watching like 30 years of satellite photo of the polar ice caps yeah shrinking then growing because it gets cold in winter Mm -hmm. and they (laughs) shrink and they grow Uh they shrink and they grow they shrink and they grow and then they show the superimposition of like 30 years ago ice cap versus today and like you realize holy shit how much of it is gone Mm -hmm. and that's that's the so we'll begin in this next paragraph I want to talk about um, he says scientist Jim White is cited in documentary that once we start emitting between 600 and 700 parts per million of atmospheric CO2 we will end See the end of all land ice on the planet and a resulting 252 foot rise in the sea level. Ice on Fire estimates the current level of CO two to be around 400 parts
2: per million, with an average increase of two parts per million each yeah. year. Let's let's make a distinction. Ice on Fire does not estimate that. The scientists D- they measure feature it. they actually measured it in Ice on Fire has measured this, this was as a, 408. This was or an accurate is. measurement yeah. at the fucking polar yes, cap, where there are no factors. Uh, Leonardo or DiCaprio didn't just take a guess here. Yeah. yeah. Uh, using these figures, it
0: would take around 125 years to get the ice ex- extinction event that White foretells, not accounting for new research suggesting Arctic sea ice may be expanding. Now, this is a link to a paper we're going to get to in a minute. What is the problem from just watching
2: a documentary and having an understanding? What's the problem with Josh's statement They here? They spend so much time in this documentary talking about the the overall, like, all of the factors that are contributing to this and how every factor that you sort of turn on here whether it be more methane being released because of the ice melting Mm -hmm. uh from these these prehistoric lakes uh Mm -hmm. they talk about how each of these feeds into the other and how this reaction doesn't doesn't stay constant it's constantly growing Mm -hmm. and so when you say okay we're going to calculate how many years would it take to get to this magic number of between six and seven hundred by two parts per billion or per million if it continues to increase, parts two billion, parts per million per year. Yeah. Uh, you're not factoring in the the growth of the two parts number because right. that mm-hmm. number isn't going to stay two parts for 125 years. Right. It will go to three parts, and right. then six parts, and then 12 parts, and then if you start talking about parts per
0: million with methane, which is like which a, is even a, 10 times the greenhouse effect that yeah. carbon dioxide gives you, uh, you yeah. got you got a real problem here. Mm-hmm. And also the other thing that Josh like okay. Let's say that using these figures, you're right, is not going to grow. It's 125 years from now until we get 252-foot rise in sea levels. What does that look like at 50 years? Are we going to, like, oh, the, yeah. the, the, the world's only going to rise by 75 feet. Remember everything we said about Fukushima? Remember mm-hmm. about all the coastal nuclear reactors we got? Mm-hmm. Remember about, like, how much of the human population lives along coastlines? Remember how even now Europe is losing her fucking mind having to deal with a few million refugees?
1: right. Yeah, you have mm-hmm. to account for all of those people who are going to be moving away from their homes that are being swept out to sea and making it happen even faster.
0: So I want to talk about this article that Josh links to at the en- at the end of this statement, um, and I I will applaud him for linking to the original research because a lot of times when these guys do the sleight of hand, they link to some kind of official sounding organization that has digested this report and taken the talking points they want and that you have to go through an additional click to see that that, that it's wrong or
1: worse their own other articles right
0: (laughs) um but this one is a it's from a a paper um and it's peer-reviewed and it's called warm arctic uh increased winter sea ice growth question mark and it talks about the fact that sometimes uh that the ice grows in its extent more in the winter period than they would have expected based on the ice levels going into October, and sometimes uh it 's thicker, the extent is lower, but it 's thicker, and they didn't they didn 't quite know why and there 's a few um, there 's a few negative feedback loops that cause this, for example, uh, sometimes when the water 's just right, the ice grows in extent, which means its coverage area is very big, but it 's very thin mm-hmm. um, and the reason okay. The reason that the polar caps are important is because they increase the reflection of the Earth. Um, White reflects a lot of heat and energy back into space whereas, you know, dark ocean and dark Earth absorbs absorbs that warmth. Mm -hmm. So as the Ice shrinks. It's one of those feedback mechanisms it grows and grows and grows. But they've seen some outside of what they expected variability on those. So, like, when it's when it's broad and wide, it's good because it's reflecting a lot of uh, re- radiation back into space. But it's thin, so it's going to melt very quickly in the spring, and the warmth accelerates even faster. Some conditions, the ice grows very thick, but it doesn't spread out. And while that stays along better in the spring... The entire ocean is denuded of more ice, so it's getting warmer. And if you, can, if you scroll down to the conclusion, uh, the, the last sentence of it says, uh, after they talked about all these confounding factors and all this stuff, is thus the negative feedback mechanism increasing ice growth, which, again, it's more than they expected, but it's still less than it was the year before. The overall trend is still going down. Thus, the negative feedback mechanism increasing ice growth appears unlikely to be sufficient in preventing an ice-free Arctic this century. This (laughs) report that he cited as evidence that winter ice is increasing, which is true to an extent, its own conclusion says that, no, we're still going to go for an ice-free Arctic, which is going to bring all these runaway effects by the end of this century, Mm -hmm. like the documentary does. And I don't know if Josh... Intended to pull the switcheroo I don't know whether Josh got this article From some other site that that passes this stuff Around and says it's like it's like okay Right now the Dow Jones is like 26,000 If I told you in 25 years It's 6,000 Would you think that everything was cool? Or if the Dow Jones (laughs) rose from 6,000 to like 6,200 on a Friday, would that mean that everything's being fine? Mm -hmm. What if it drops another 600 points on the next Monday? That's what we're seeing. The ice gets bigger, the ice shrinks, but it's never getting back to its original size. And as the polar vortex collapses and it gets a regular shape, you do get ice growth thicker where you don't normally get it. Yeah. But also, you're getting below, uh, above, this is the thing that I thought was crazy, above freezing levels in the North Pole. First time they've ever recorded it. Huh. This year? That's what they said in the documentary, because this polar vortex, like, it's bringing warm air up further north, and it's plunging cold air further south, that they recorded above (laughs) freezing temperatures. That's insane. It's terrifying. During the winter. So...
1: During the winter.
0: So now, so, so this guy, he says, the other thing he didn't like about, he's like, you know, that uh, Leonardo DiCaprio says earlier on, it's like, we need to listen to the dispassionate uh, and objective testimony of the scientist. And then he quotes, uh, biologist Janine Bindiath's uh, bluntly states, it's going to get crazy. One scientist advocates for a vague yet ominous reorganization of human activities. Another one says the fossil fuel companies are literally profiting off the death of life on Earth and that some climate denial raises to the level of a crime against humanity that should be prosecuted at the Hague. These are the quote-unquote impartial folks DiCaprio mentioned. These, none of these
2: are particularly out there sentiments, right? No, that's the thing. The, the title of this article that you're quoting from struck me as uh, a little bit dishonest because the term alarmist implies that it is not a problem. Mm-hmm. The 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 things that they're getting worked up about are not big issues, shouldn't really, you know, factor into our decisions all that much, which is not the case with climate change. Right. Uh, I don't know how you can look at the effects that will have 200 something feet worth of sea level rise, uh, crops being unable to grow in regions that they could before huge extinction events, massive natural disasters. And say that someone who says things are going to get crazy is an alarmist.
1: Right. right or to discredit their actual credentials just by using a bit of hyperbole. Or if I mean, it, yeah.
2: if it turns out I, that they In this case, it's not hyperbole. Like saying yes. that things are going to get crazy is not hyperbole. Uh, when when you look at the actual effects. Mm-hmm. And that when these effects happen that we're going to have to reorganize
0: human uh, activities as a result. That's that's, <laughs> that's a, about the most rational damn thing I've ever heard. And that's a very but, bland way to state it. Yes. And he's seen as ominous because he's seen like, oh, this is going to be fucking camps around. I mean, when you have like potentially hundreds of millions of people trying to get away from places where they're starving and they can't have water and it used to be a plains and now it's a dust bowl. Like...
1: Does the writer that's say... That's going to
0: disrupt human human activities. Yeah.
1: Does the writer explain how those are incorrect statements?
0: No. He just says that it's it's an example of hyperbole because his viewpoint has to be in the middle. He's, hey, look, I get it. Right. The, the earth's warming up, but maybe it's not his, so bad. Because of his lowercase
2: c. And this person sure.
0: that's like saying... like It's like this is a guy who's got a... That, that he's seeing a person with a gun to their head and... Uh, they're saying this guy's crazy. He's going to kill me. And be like, "Come on, you're still breathing. This is all right." Yeah, like, don't be an alarmist. Don't be an alarmist. You know, until the trigger is pulled, you got nothing to worry about. Yeah, I. I, but but this is like this kind of like in these, It's all told in like every single word of, of like global warming or climate Change is put in scare quotes <laughs> um, He says there's In this next paragraph towards the end of the film Methane releases from underneath the arctic is Purported to be an apocalyptic level threat However the scientists who discuss it in a documentary Admit they don't know exactly where the methane Is coming from why it's increasing Now and how it will affect the climate if it Continues don't they this is A lie yeah I watched right? the
2: documentary And they talk about the mounds of methane at the bottom of the sea yeah that are leaking through and as although i think it's funny because on one hand they're like okay well the, they're dangerously close to reaching the surface of the sea mm-hmm. and i'm like well as the polar ice caps melt the sea level is going to rise right and we'll yes. have to worry less about that so. well there's josh's <laughs> next article oh know. yeah exactly it's, it's there a you go
0: it's a self-solving i expect problem. royalties on that
2: one i mean i i don't i i don't i don't get it then he they, takes, they do explain in the documentary though exactly where that stuff's coming from right yes I don't understand the statement. And it's like,
0: where, but it's like, okay, where does, no, the scientists don't think that like there's literally people like, like exons putting the methane there to release it. Like it's clearly a natural process, but why is a natural process happening? Because these areas are now thawing and they're releasing this gas, the stuff that they've been holding for centuries, it's now, and for eons is now coming out. And it's Mm -hmm. now no longer, it's no longer an an issue of whether we can, like it does seem like, as scary as it is, it does seem like we've passed a point to where we can just stop CO two, and we're not stopping CO two. By the way, no. we're going to have to figure out some way to sequester it and remove it mm-hmm. to to have uh, an effect to, to to have a really good chance of blunting the very worst kind of catastrophic. And when I say catastrophic, I don't mean like uh, Roland Emmerich's fucking day after tomorrow shit. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about trillions of dollars and hundreds of thousands of people of dying and hundreds of millions of people being displaced and just untold economic devastation. Um,
1: right. Yeah. This, uh, it, I think Jim said this earlier, but this, it was surprisingly hopeful to me. I thought there were only a few, um, actual solutions that we could implement, but mm-hmm. they're listing, you know, up to t- the top 10. Uh, the most surprising one is solar energy being so low at the bottom of that list.
2: Yeah. It, um, and how wind was, you know, damn near the top, if not number one.
1: Yeah. Or the carbon sequestering that's happening. A, a, a lot of farmers are on board. Mm-hmm. Um, those are the kind of people, and I know they kind of danced around this a little bit, but I think those are the kind of people that you would expect to be uh, supporters of of Trump, in short, and supporters of people who would want to keep coal going and I around the,
0: I, I thought this has made a great art uh, that i don't understand why we're trying so damn hard to save coal because it's in, in, it increasingly affects fewer and fewer people's jobs yeah and the, the fact documentary that
1: proves that clean energy employs more people so
0: much more money and so much more employment to be had in in, in clean energy it does, opportunities it
2: does say that i wish they would have gone into some of the numbers there i, right. I don't the maybe is, it makes it a t- 10 minute longer doc but i i would have appreciated like some charts and graphs of that because they do great jobs with charts and graphs over the course of this can you
1: explain a little bit why people are fighting so hard to save coal
2: i
0: mean i have a conspiracy it's a way of life for a lot of people i have a
1: conspiracy
0: theory
2: i mean i I know that in the region that we live in um and just south of us there are a lot of people who identify as you know we we are the lifeblood of the nation, and we mine coal. and My granddad mined coal, and my dad mined coal, and I mine coal. And oh, that's like, my favorite just, country I, album. <laughs> who, <laughs> who they are is tied up in this work, and I think they view it as the death of their culture. Oh, yeah, and, and so I, I I'm not saying that from like a oh, look how stupid that is. I'm just saying
1: this is like, yeah, yeah, that's how these people feel. The everyman, I absolutely understand I that, but it, I yeah. just don't know what money there is to be had from this dying industry. Oh,
0: here's the, the so here's the where my conspiracy the theory politicians, comes. In. Yeah. Um so I, I we didn't finish this conversation about this guy about the crimes against humanity and should be prosecuted at the Hague. Because oh. like if you can prove it, and I think we're damn near close proving that some executives like in Exxon and Mobil were aware of this as early as the seventies that climate change was real and it's happening and they were contributing to it. If you could prove like I if you can prove that executives knew that tobacco was causing cancer and health problems and was also super addictive and they were working to make the product more addictive and working to hide this information
2: from the public. Mm -hmm. Would it be the worst thing if those executives went to jail They'd go to jail if they walked up in in the street and shot somebody. Yeah. Uh, or if they sprayed acid on 10,000 people. That, no, if they sprayed acid on one person. Yeah, yeah. They'd, they'd go to jail. They'd go to jail mm-hmm. for it. Uh, what they're doing is equivalent to, yeah, getting a crop duster and... Drive, uh, flying it over New York and dropping acid on the entire town. Like, this is a fucking Joker plot from a Batman movie. So, so that, that's why I don't understand... And that's what's happening right now. That's
0: what I understand about it. Josh. Is like, this isn't hyperbole. If this is true, and it's... Pr-. Like, anyone can make a mistake and
2: not know. Well, well, it is proven. But it I mean, does we have like active people... lobbying programs yes. by these companies, and right. the science is in. And now 97 it is. 97% of the... And, and that's what I mean. Like, now the science is in. Every day that you, that you continue lobbying against these... Regulations that we need to fix this problem, you are actively contributing to it and you are actively killing people. And I think that's
0: one of the other problems is because, like, this guy also took a shot. Uh, Josh took a shot at, um, and this used to bother me as a small sea conservative, Al Gore talking about global warming, but he has this 17,000 square house, uh, foot house in Tennessee and he's got a jet and he flies this and that. It's like, how concerned is he really? Um, I, I think that another – so so you've got these big companies that I think are trying desperately to pivot to the green technology, uh, and they're using their money to keep the other like people from getting subsidies so they can get a leg up, and once – they are got all their green ducks in a row, they will be happy to switch to power from and they'll oh, slap yeah. themselves on the back. Like you can see Exxon and Mobil and BP doing it now. They, uh-huh. you'd mm-hmm. never think that these fuckers pump oil out of the ground and burn it into the sky looking at their commercials. Because right. they've got me so many damn green leaves and so many damn solar panels and so many damn wind farms that they're taking credit for. Um but I think that by making this like the environment has been like personal sacrifice my entire life. And what I've woken up to is the fact that All of us could live like fucking Buddhist monks on this planet and would still go Mm -hmm. to hell in a handbasket because our personal consumption is a drop in the bucket to what happens with agriculture and industry. Mm -hmm. And until we approach that, and that's not individual choice because we got to live, we got to eat, we got to drive places, we got to manufacture things. That has to come from some sort of government oversight Mm -hmm. because there's no profit motive. You've for too long, these people have been able to dump waste into the air and for free. It's like it's yeah. like being a garbage man, you don't have to pay to dump the things. You can just like atomize it and turn it into the air and like you don't have to pay for anything. Right. And 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 they have the nerve to say that green technology is sucking on the government teeth to get subsidies. That's money well if we could accelerate this process we'd all be better off. Mm-hmm. And yet they're dumping the shit in the air, and not paying for it. Um, to me, that's the other thing that really moved me on this is that I thought that being conservative and like mm-hmm. letting markets work, you got to find the market failures, you got to find the perverse incentives, and the the perverse incentives and market failures around fossil fuels are about the biggest in the world,
1: right? Because yeah.
0: they make more money the more this shit they come out, burn up, and put it in the air, and that and, kind of
1: money is appetizing enough that it can buy off the agency that was created for environmental <laughs> protection. Yes
2: yeah regulatory capture it's look i mean the the most disturbing (laughs) part of this to me is that we are essentially going to hand a big fat fucking reward to the people who are doing this because Mm -hmm. the people who have who have the know-how and the most money to invest in green technologies Mm. are the very people who are telling you we don't need green technologies right now and guess what they're all doing in the background Mm. while they're promoting you know how many new coal jobs were created this month Mm -hmm. uh they're all working on their green energy solutions yeah and they have the money to actually make those things viable and so we're going to say it's not going to be like the fucking little guys who come up with oh i've got this small solar panel company and they're not they're going to run the world no it's going to be the guys who've been dumping this shit into the air for the last century Mm -hmm. who are going to then pivot into green and rake in all those rewards that they're talking about in the documentary right so we're just we're not going to do anything about it and then we're just going to hand them a big reward right
0: which is the opposite of rewarding innovation and smart growth and yeah it's it's rewarding backward
2: backward thinking uh which has been going on for so long in those industries and Mm -hmm. and when the new thinking is forced down their throats Mm we're going to give them all the opportunities in that because they have the money to grab those opportunities.
0: Yeah. Um, so I, I don't know. Cause like the thing, the, the other thing is like um, there is some hope and like positivity, but I was keeping like mental track of like all these solutions and like how much carbon that they, they could sequester. And I'm like all these together, not really nearly enough. Like we're not even offsetting what we're doing right now, which is why I, I don't, I just, I don't, This is such a weird issue because it feels like we're watching a movie where there's a bunch of scientists saying there is an asteroid on the way Mm. and 97% of the world's scientists are like, yeah, we've even seen it with our own goddamn telescopes. In fact, it's not even telescopes. We can detect the gravitational permutations. We can see it occlude other stars, like all these independent things of evidence. And you got three guys saying, not a problem. And then instead of like that, like anytime that in, in the movie those guys are the bad guys, right? And they're mm-hmm. proven wrong, and we prevail. But they're like a lot of them, and they don't go with the science. I just we well, need oil drillers on the
2: problem. Apparently,
0: yeah, yeah, we need <laughs> and Bruce live Willis. Tyler with
2: a few animal crackers.
0: Yeah, I, yeah. I, I don't under, I don't understand why this science is politicized because there's also the other big lie, is that there's this big science. <laughs> that that goes after yeah, those billions of dollars a government grant to study climate research you know who throws billions of dollars for bogus uh-huh. research I mean, and it's also like it's a worldwide conspiracy that like not only the not only is NASA and NOAA in on, but every fucking international science consortium from all over the planet, mm-hmm. right? And the other thing is like this economic right. incentive is we're losing standing in the world because this is going to be the technology of the 21st century, and we're letting Europe and China and yeah. other Asia just have
2: it and lead the way. Yeah, like America didn't used to do that. America used to lead. No, and- it was it was. So sad for me as an American watching this Paris Agreement portion. Right. I did fall apart of the documentary because yeah. uh, yeah. because I knew like
1: who yeah. the, the, you, you know have who these people there?
2: cheering a truly momentous event like mm-hmm. the entire world practically coming together and saying we need to fix this problem and, and here are the things we're yeah. going to
0: do about and they're modest it. goals that aren't but they're getting the ball moving and yeah. thank God we're doing it in that finally
2: and just knowing that none of none of what. I put into that as an American is mm-hmm. going to be there in. I don't know when the Paris Agreement was signed to go. Not that long. Not that long not ago. Long. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that I would essentially be contributing nothing to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it it was sort of devastating.
1: Yeah, I mean, I feel like it's a lot of just fundamental misunderstanding from a lot of people on what because it's a lot of complicated things to understand. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I can see being you know, just taken in by, by misunderstanding. Like, uh, Alexia Orcasio-Cortez right now has this new Green Deal that she's working mm, on,
3: mm.
1: which isn't even a plan of action. Yeah. It's just an agreement for everyone to talk about it, and, every, and people are just tearing it apart already because... We well, should
0: see what Josh Lawson had to say about AOC's <sighs> Green Deal and how extreme it is.
1: Yeah, and just... Being confused, not understanding, makes you angry. Mm-hmm. So it's if tough. you feel that yeah. way, do well, what we did and read the other side's argument, and just try to try to understand what everyone's got to say about it. Because yeah, what's the worst that could happen? You
0: gotta f- if you. Re- I mean, with ninety seven percent of the world scientists saying that you're mm-hmm. wrong, if you think that you're in the right and that's inf- inf- in, in, in impacting your voting, I feel like you more than anyone has to really run like this is a tennis match. And this, the problem is, is like. Uh, I once watched the Indiana Pacers score like 14 points in seven seconds at the end of an Eastern <laughs> I, Conference I saw Finals that too. game. Yep. And what a lot of this, the conservative Let's media... Let's be honest, Reggie Miller Reggie scored Miller. 14 points. Reggie and Miller, yep. uh, <laughs> and he, he murdered Spike Lee on national television. <laughs> and what a lot of what I find conservative media does is they take the shot with the game, with, with the, the, uh, the New York Knicks up 12 points... With, like, seven seconds to go and be like, game over. Well, there was more, like, you have to follow this like a tennis match. Like, scientists say the caps are shrinking. Josh Lawson of the Federalists say the ice caps are growing. Uh, if you just, say checkmate scientist, then well, no, you got to watch. Can the scientist return that volley? Actually, <laughs> this report doesn't say that. And it says the exact opposite. And you're zooming in on a trend that one year when we're talking about a 30 year decline. Yeah. Then does Josh have a return for that? I've watched this debate for a while and that's where the ball gets away from them. Mm-hmm. And that's hard work. I mean, I don't advise doing it. I advise just anytime there's 97% of scientists or doctors or any professional telling you something to listen to. Them. Well, that's like, you can just, you can just yeah. outsource that mental energy and we can get to solving the problem. But if you gotta, if you gotta do it, then fucking do it.
1: Right. And if a doctor tells you that you have cancer, that's a tough pill to swallow. Maybe get a second opinion.
0: That's yeah. Also not, I mean, people the, the that, tr-
2: okay, I'm the, sorry. The, the, the trouble is we, we, we have lost our trust in any kind of authority here. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. In this country. And not whether that's reason. a political authority, whether that's a scientific authority, Medical whether authority. that's a, an educational authority, we we have trained ourselves in this country to distrust anyone uh, who would claim to be an authority in anything. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's one of the biggest problems here is that we simply a lot of us will not believe it if it's told to us by someone who would have the degree to understand it. Right. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what to say to someone who would look at 97% of scientists and say, I don't believe them. I don't trust them. Well, I do
0: think that, like, now that—so some of this reminds me of, like, okay, we're just whining about the reality of the world because I do think that this is the reality. We do have a large percentage of people, and it's, it's also, shockingly, just in the English-speaking world. Like, you have this problem in Canada, United States, UK, and Australia, and that's about it. Like, most of the rest of the world is like, no, this is a fucking, we need to get on this. And we're kind of holding things back. Yeah. I mean, even
2: China is. And and the other thing is like, the other small C
0: conservative talking point is like, no matter what we do, China's just going to be polluting. Well, no, no,
2: no. (laughs) Also, do
0: you know where most of Chinese pollution came from? Us shipping our manufacturing jobs over there. So it's like, yeah, we have cut back a lot of our emissions, but we've done it by subtract contracting out to Mexico Mm -hmm. and to, uh, to, to, china and to india this all this all shit is like crazy connected like all these all these problems are interconnected and, and there's yeah, just yeah. chains of causality what were you going to say jim i'm sorry
2: I, I thought that china is working on a lot of green tech. they are no they're yeah. like
0: i said they are taking leadership because but, it's literally
2: choking them to death over there
0: yeah because they did take all that pollution on so yes yeah. they are trying they're not denying it they're trying to solve it and i think that we are letting them kind of have supremacy technological supremacy um, and yeah. it's not clear I mean we 're
2: ceding the economic future of energy to China. Mm-hmm. If you If you want to bring back your coal jobs, mm-hmm. uh, the the tech will not stop being developed right. to fix these problems. So the longer we cling to these old solutions, uh, actually I don't even want to call them solutions. The longer we cling to these old energy production methods, the further behind we're going to get uh, mm-hmm. economically. It's not a viable strategy for no. the long term. No, putting your head in the sand
0: never is. And the thing is, is like I, I do think that. Yeah, I don't know because I. I a lot of times I. I, I, I don't know, but I, I do. I do think that we have to acknowledge that this is a problem and we can't just have a documentary every five years that needs to be. And I, I do see mm. this more and more. It's like getting harder and harder to be a climate denier because it's like, if you like watching the expanse, well, you're going to get that show. It's like, it's like when I was trying to enjoy star Trek as a kid, with evolution kept on fucking up my enjoyment. Well, that's not true. That's not in the Bible. Right, I like the space show, but it's talking about science and I like all the science, except for when they talk about the not true science, like evolution, like this is going to start fucking with your enjoyment of things. Um, like, like I don't your know. Beachfront
2: property. Yeah.
0: Like if you, <laughs> if you have your own beachfront property's going to start ruining those, but like, it's going to get harder and harder to ignore. But I do think this doesn't get the attention that it deserves. And like, that's kind of the failure this is a failure of like how capitalism fails in a microcosm because the institutions that make their money covering news think that this is a loser that no one cares about it so they don't cover it so we don't know about it like that is a problem this is not a sexy thing this is something that's going to happen 20 30 years ago it's gotten a lot worse from the last 20 30 but it's re- you
2: know it's like i yeah it, it's crazy because you know the armageddon scenario that you're talking about with the asteroid coming uh, the news would surely be all over that. I mean, mm-hmm. that's sensational, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Uh, this is sort of a slow motion version of that, right? And it's not nearly as sexy, right? So yeah, I I feel you. I also think but- they're like that. That one thing we talked about, like you know, that I
0: always stuck in my craw. That Al Gore is going around talking this and that, but he's personally, you know, a pig when it comes to carbon. I do think that's an accurate like. If I was a rich, wealthy person that had this as my cause, I don't know that I would be seen in 100-foot yachts fucking 40
2: different 20-year-old models. (laughs) I mean, outside of Wolf of Wall Street, Leonardo DiCaprio DiCaprio isn't huh no i know that i mean caprio drives a fucking prius does right? he? Oh,
1: yeah. he was one so, of the very yeah, early he's, adopters he's in on this shit which makes you think like, okay
2: because I,
0: I i i looked at i didn't see that there was a lot of people saying that he's done this he's done that and oh yeah i right, mean i he, do think that you have if you're going to be taking this line in public that you do have to kind of be impeccable yeah, yeah i mean, you can't does, even look like a hypocrite right yeah yeah,
1: it's but it just feels like it it's feels like it's not. being able to live that way is a luxury because I'm sure yeah. his house yeah. is you know he's total zero emissions type of anything mm-hmm. all solar powered all of that and that's a luxury mm-hmm. that people like us can't afford. Yeah. So we're watching it. We understand what changes need to happen. What do we do?
2: What does I mean, everyone num- do? Number one thing that I think we should have done a long time ago is guarantee that every new building built especially office buildings especially large construction has solar panels on the roof period
1: yeah just period all green i
2: mean spaces. Wh- why would we not do that
0: we also have to account for the cost of putting carbon in the uh, atmosphere
2: that's what i mean that's like the you can you can argue that I, is... I i know that the the initial like rebuttal to that is well it's expensive and it doesn't always make sense in every location but it damn sure makes sense in California, and yeah, they're yeah. doing it, and they're talking about, oh, being 25% of the yeah. way to 100% uh, carbon neutral on those kinds of energy productions. I th- I think that should be done in more places. Mm-hmm. I talked on lunch today about the hottest temperature I've ever been in, Las Vegas, Nevada. Uh, Nevada needs to have something like this. Like, why are we not covering our deserts in solar panels?
0: Maybe there should be ordinance about how much water Las Vegas can use, too. Like, I mean, <laughs> I mean that's the thing, like... We need to start thinking because it's it's really foolish to think that we're going to get out of this without making any sacrifices at all. Oh, absolutely. Like mm-hmm. like in World War Two, when we fought a scale, problem that scale, there was gasoline rations, there was rubber rations, there mm-hmm. was. And I think that we're probably going then that future. The problem is the, the only thing we're debating is how much the wealthiest few are going to extract and just make disappear before we all have to start splitting that pie.
2: And how much we're going to have to sacrifice? Yeah, based how much, on how, how long how, we how, wait, how
0: how how av- how overall shitty the average experience is going to be to to let a few companies, uh, you know, because something like seventy five percent of the world's pollution comes from just a hundred just 100 companies. Like, mm-hmm. how much are we going to collectively have to sacrifice, and our children sacrifice, and our grandchildren sacrifice, so those hundred companies can continue to make maximum profit? Yeah. Um. These are things that we need to head on. And it's really depressing for me to see the leading Democratic candidate seeing that, that that look at the Green Deal proposal and say, we need a more moderate approach. Mm-hmm. It really is depressing to hear that come from Joe Biden's mouth, because that is not what I think is consistent, with the reality of the problem. Yeah. Um, and we need to there, there's got to be some hills you die on. And if this is one of the ones we have to, then. Then, then so be it. Because, <laughs> We're gonna die
2: on this hill regardless, right? Right. <laughs> uh, it's just whether we want to die on it metaphorically or literally, <laughs> right? So, yeah, I don't know. I hope, like I like
0: said, my my hope is every time to to try to move the needle a little bit because I understand where this impulse is coming from. I understand. I. Uh, until very recently was very sympathetic to climate skeptics and i was i consider myself a skeptic and it was cool to be skeptical of things and there's two sides of debate to listen to them but like some point you get to where that's no longer the case that it's no longer reasonable to to hear uh skepticism and that you have to start treating skepticism with the like like now it's like we should start looking at studies that contradict global warming with the same kind of John that people look at studies confirming global warming right like these are the outliers mm-hmm. this like like if something came in that suggested I, I don't know like I it, there's nothing that's going to change the f- Newtonian gravity even though it's not the full picture like you know when we've discovered relativity it's not like oh fuck gravity doesn't work anymore there might be some things that we have to count for like the thinness or thickness of ice and how we measure it and and me- how that impacts our estimation of rates of decline for year to year but the fact that someone's going to discover that like turns out oh we're actually wrong all this carbon's a good thing mm-hmm. it's going to double secret make everything super awesome and the plants grow even bigger that's pseudoscience Bullshit. That's not how science works. Mm -hmm. Um, Which goes back to we need to also, amongst other things, increase education spending. Um, Any other points?
1: Uh, No, I think that's all I've got. All right.
0: Yeah. Let's, uh, whatever reins of power that we may have, let's start pulling them in favor of trying to address this problem. And uh, for everybody still on the fence or on the other side, I mean, boy, I hope you're right. And I hope you've really done the thought and the research. And I'm honestly like I every time I do every time we do these things, we get several emails of people that want to have a debate. I'm not going to do it because I can talk to thousands of people or I can talk to you uh, who has all the information to try to change your mind. I used to think the way you thought. I wish I had a way to get you on the same page. It's uh, but if 97 percent of the world's climate scientists aren't going to change your mind A.Ron at BaldMove.com is not going to do it either. So I just we just have to defeat you through the ballot system, through political <laughs> processes. We have to defeat the people that are not on board with this being a problem. And mm-hmm. that's where we're at now. So us uh,
1: take to the streets. Riots. <laughs> Eat the rich. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: or, you know, at least...
2: We nibble should, on them. We should, <laughs> it, 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 should, yeah. it,
0: it shouldn't be a controversial idea that people should go to jail if they're chill, if, if they're knowingly killing the planet.
2: Yeah. And at this yeah. point, it's hard to argue it's they like don't
0: we, know. It. We got this crisis, it's like, Oh, it's just a financial crime. It's a white car. It's just you know. It's like ah, they're Bullshit. just executives making like no, no, no. You can't do this. And like a, a kid selling a dime bag of weed can't be doing more more <gasps> jail than than you guys you just can't. And it's right. not an extreme position to think that there might be like some type of crime against humanity that these people are brought we can't like that shouldn't be in if it's true it's not insane Mm -hmm. so
1: yeah and Flint Michigan still does not have clean drinking water
0: (laughs) there's a lot of problems we have to face so uh, anyway thanks for listening to Bald Move TV Uh, if you have feedback send it in tv at baldmove.com and we'll be back next week with a lot more television and another movie in the form of Bald bald Toy Story uh, Toy Story 4 (laughs) and
3: other cool things until then i'm your host aaron i'm jim and i'm cecily have a good weekend